Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Last time on Astronautica. Our hero, Tanya Jackson, was dragged to an uncomfortable dinner party by her father. While she was there, she taught a kid about inventory management and fed a dragon some cheese. But things didn't go as planned at that party, and her father, well, he took it pretty bad. One thing led to another, and he wound up killing a guy. So Oka, she packed her bag. She's been waiting for the opportune moment. But will she be able to escape Jackson and Jackson? What other evils does her father have in store? And when's she gonna develop that debilitating drug habit we all know she has? We'll find out right here and now on Astronautica. You're floating in water. It's not dark. It's not that deep either. All around you, you can hear the sound of life. The sound of birds singing in the trees, strange animals chittering and chattering in the forest high above. You look around you, and you see your siblings, all of them. 
There are a lot of them. Swimming around in the pond with you. Your parents are somewhere nearby. You don't really know where. You know they're close. After a moment, the sky darkens. And you see overhead a massive figure with two shining eyes staring down at you. It crouches down low, its massive hand reaching out toward you. What would you like to do? I'll grab the hand. You do so. The rest of your siblings scatter. They run, they hide, they swim away. You don't. You reach out toward the hand. You grab onto the thumb and are lifted high into the air and brought face to face with this massive, massive entity. The lights shining, blinding you. You can hear the deep rumble of its mechanical breath. It looks at you, examining you, and it nods and says, Oh, yes. We are going to do such great things together. Its hand slowly closes around you, not hurting you, but keeping you from escaping. And the world goes dark. You wake up. Marshmallow is standing over you and says, Miss Jackson, I am sorry to wake you. I know you don't like getting up too early, but your father has requested your presence at your earliest convenience. Fine. Okay, thank you, Marshmallow. Of course. I'll give you a couple moments. Marshmallow dips out. Okay. You're in your room. It's been about a month since you witnessed your father murdering a young man. Mm. And all this time, you've had your bag packed and ready. Where are you keeping your bag? Um... I feel like I have, like, some secret compartment underneath the, my bed. Word. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have, like, a little hollowed-out space under the mattress. Mm-hmm. And you have it there. Um, what... What do you have packed in there? That's a good question. Um... Maybe a, a few books... Um, that is special to me, a picture of my mom that I've been able to find. Um, and maybe like a couple of changes of clothes, something that I, I bought with, you know, father's money that he wouldn't approve of. Maybe like just some, some clothes like that to maybe disguise myself. And then that's it. Gotcha. Yeah. It's very minimal. Okay. Yeah. That's tucked away under the bed. Today's the day. Mm -hmm. 
there's a there's an expo going on at Jackson and Jackson. There's going to be a lot of people coming in, going. A lot of foot traffic. It's going to be busy. And your father is going to be distracted. Going to be all over. It's as good a chance as you're going to get. All of the distraction, the people. Nice. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and make put this to good use and get the hell out of here. All right. All right, I'll go ahead and um, I'll dress in my normal attire. Um, just maybe a, like a pantsuit or something. You got it. You get dressed. Um, it's early. It's about 5.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, your father is a very early riser. Very much one of the people that believes in the early bird gets the worm. He also stays up pretty late. He's not really sure how he does it. He's just one of those people that can run on small amounts of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's usually, like, the worst type of business people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's those, those, the, like, quote-unquote sigma mentality people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, I take a cold shower while eating a raw egg, and I get two hours of sleep every night. Yeah. <laughs> Splash my cold coffee onto my face, and then I'm ready to face the day. Right. Um, like, Ugh, okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Tanya is the farthest from that, so she is yep. like like myself, a little tired. She's a bit lethargic. She's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So she uh, goes to, I guess. Um, I could be wrong here. Maybe there's some type of replicating device that you can order coffee from, or maybe machine or something. Or maybe you have a coffee machine. Okay, cool. Yeah, some type of futuristic coffee machine. I get that thing going. I, you know, I add like three shots of espresso in it, um, and I just so. I take it with me. I take it so I get my whole coffee like tumbler in my hand. You do so. Yeah. Uh, a as you as you go up to the coffee machine, uh, a holographic barista pops up and says, "Good morning, Miss Jackson. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. how are you today? I'm no." Like, can you just like tone it, tone it down? Is there is there any type of settings that I can be like, I can tone down? <laughs> there's a there's a computer and uh, the side panel on the. Yeah, you, could, you, could, if you like, wanted to pop the side panel out. Yeah, pop it out, and I was like, I'm all gonna, right, you do so. There's yeah. a computer on the inside and some wiring. Um, <laughs> you can either data spider or technology it. I'll data spider. Let's see. Well, hold on, hold on. Maybe I'll technology it. Okay, I got more data spiders. All this data spiders five all day. Where you got a data spider? <laughs> okay. Um, that is one six. <laughs> one six. Okay. <laughs> um, perfect. Are you gonna push it or are you gonna leave it? Um, and you know what? Just for the sake of the narr- narrative, let's push it. Let's make this. You know, <laughs> Let's Make it, it tougher to get out of here, anyone. All right, that's another six. 
right. So it's a partial success still. Um, yeah, you uh, pop open the side and the holographic barista goes, Hi, I don't know if you're supposed to be doing that. And uh, you quickly hack in. It's the there's it's barely password protected. The it's admin password one two three four. Like just no one's ever fucking changed the settings on a coffee machine because why the fuck would they? <laughs> and you hack in. You go into the personality matrix, and you begin fiddling with the settings. Um, what sort of personality would you like to shift the barista to have? Uh, very nonchalant. Um, very, uh, let's see. Maybe he's, he, maybe the type of, uh, service industry worker who's been there for a while knows that they're not going to get in the, trouble. Like the dis- so they, disaffected, disaffected yeah, barista. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> All right, you, you reset, you reset the parameters and the holograph <laughs> stutters and <laughs> fades out and then <laughs> comes back. And there's a skinny, pale guy with like a soul patch and he's got hair <laughs> down over one eye. And he's like... Hi. <laughs> hey, what's up? Let's uh, just give me uh, give me a a red eye, please. Yeah, whatever. And cool. he uh, he turns away, and the coffee he turns and like fades into the machine, mm. and the coffee machine starts jittering and sputtering, and then pours it out uh, into a cup, and then sets it down. Uh, and he says, did you want cream with that? No, no, it's fine. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I put okay. cream in it, so. And then he disappears. Right. Whew, that's better. I like the <laughs> indifference. <laughs> so you've, you've essentially, what, what your partial success did is you made it so that it will always get the order wrong. <laughs> And won't give a fuck. Um, Great. <laughs> you have your your red eye with like just t- not just it's got cream too much cream. <laughs> like you know when you you know when you take a sip of coffee that has too much cream and it like coats your mouth. Yeah. It's like, and oh. you're you're like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. it's that it's uh. too much. Oh, all right. um, I like you get like uh, too much of uh, like some sweetener. It's like, oh my god, I just asked for a pump of this. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and you're like, cool. I'm gonna be sick now. Right. Uh, thanks for giving me an instantaneous stomach ache at on Monday morning, yeah. 10 a.m. <laughs> Great. The fantastic. best way to start your week. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. All right, so you've, you've successfully sort of reprogrammed... Well, you successfully reprogrammed the uh, the yeah. personality on the machine. Unfortunately, for some reason, the personality matrix and the uh, the efficiency matrix are tied in together. So yeah, it, it also sense. takes a little bit too long to make. <laughs> I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm tired, and I, like, 
I probably have one eye open as I was doing the fucking thing anyway. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this, this is the day I deserve. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, after a moment, Marshmallow pops up near you and goes, Oh, there you are, Miss Jackson. Your father's still looking for you. I see you have some coffee, though. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be there just like in like a minute. <laughs> um, and okay. Yeah, just tell him I'm just tell him to like chill, dude. <laughs> okay, I will tell him to chill, dude. <laughs> good morning, coffee machine. Uh, Marshmallow turns to the coffee machine, and the coffee the coffee machine goes, "Sup." <laughs> Marshmallow cocks their head and goes, "That's different." <laughs> well, right, and fades out again. Um, is there anything you'd like to do before you go see your father? Um, uh, no, I think I'm gonna just, I, I, you know, I may just like touch the suitcase that I have ready to go, just touch it and be like, today's the day. Um, and just like take a breath and like sip on this coffee. Um, and uh, I think I'm gonna head out. Cool. So you, you go to your you go to your father? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll make a beeline for my father. I don't want it okay. to arise any suspicions or anything. Yep. Yeah. He is, of course, in his office. Of course. Um, he's standing and staring out at the the skyline, looking out over the city of Chicago. And as you walk in, he turns and he says, Ah, well, took you long enough. Good morning. Yeah, it's a morning. It's a morning for sure. I see you have a coffee. Good. You're going to need it today. Okay. There's been a change of plans. As you know, the expo is occurring today. I was hoping to oversee it myself. However, a very important, crucial business meeting has called me away. And so, that duty will fall to you. Are you sure? It is entirely ceremonial. You will show up. You will stand there. You will, of course, be accompanied by my bodyguards, Barry and Garrett. They will take care of any needs you might have. All you need to do is be seen, walk around, smile, wave, shake hands, kiss babies, all that stuff. I'm not kissing any babies. It's a metaphor. There shouldn't be any babies there. We're not allowing them in. Okay. Um, okay, sir. Uh, well, um, yeah, sure. Let's, uh, I'll, uh, I really don't think I have a choice. So. That's the spirit. Okay. He presses a button on his desk and he says, send them in, please. And a moment later, uh, Gary and no. Barry and Garrett. Oh, God. I keep wanting to call them Gary and Barrett. Um, <laughs> Barry and Garrett come in. And uh, they nod, and Garrett says, 
Morning, Miss Jackson. How are you today? I'm good. Garrett, Barry, how is everything? What's going on? How are you guys? You know, same old, same old. Same old, same old. You guys want to, like, grab some lunch later today? Like, what's good? How are the kids? How's the family? Oh, well, thanks for asking. They're they're doing great. Yeah. yeah. Your dad is, like, just drumming his fingers on the desk <laughs> as, <laughs> as you're chit-chatting. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. I, I love to see you guys are looking well. Um, is the old man treating you okay? You can, you can, you, you permission to speak freely. Well, oh. n- n- no, never mind. I don't speak free. Don't speak freely. Garrett, uh, Garrett chuckles and says, "Either way, I was going to say yes." Okay, good. Um, because you know that guy. <laughs> you know he might just kill you for saying something wrong. <laughs> Oh, it's just jokes. These are all jokes. Um, <laughs> your father gives you a look, and I'm gonna have you roll. Um, I think I'm gonna have you roll manipulation. That's to fair. like to to hide. Yeah, we're gonna do like a little opposed check. Uh, that is nothing. Uh, I will push. That is nothing again. All right, this is going to be interesting. Oh, this is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives you a look as if, well, he's very good at piercing looks. He's very good at sort of getting to the heart of things Mm -hmm. and he gives you this look and there's a question in there you're not exactly sure what the question is but something something you said has uh, it appears to have uh, raised his suspicions slightly and he says well anyway Good luck. Don't embarrass me. It should start in about 20 minutes. It'll be going most of the day. Again, this is purely ceremonial. All of the I's have been dotted and the T's have been crossed. This is simply to be representing Jackson and Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, Bob. It's a political... Uh, rhetoric, N- all surface level when you absolutely mean nothing underneath. I get it. Correct. It's kind of like what we're doing right now, isn't it? I laugh, look at uh, Barry and Garrett, like, ah, I'm trying to like get them to laugh. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> see <if we're- laughs> uh, yeah. Garrett uh, chuckles and your father shoots him a look and he immediately goes stone-faced again. Um, Barry does not... Barry remains stone-faced. 
And your father turns and says, well, get to it. I'll expect a full report this evening. Okay. Under my breath, I really thought that was pretty funny. I don't... Been working on that for a minute. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, as you... Uh, uh, Barry and Garrett escort you out. As you head out, uh, you pass by uh, your father's secretary, and um, there's a man standing with her. He's tall, slender, dark-haired, kind of a boyish face, um, even though he's probably in his mid-30s. Um, he looks strong, but not manual labor strong. He looks healthy. Um, and he's dressed fairly nicely. He's got a nice, clean suit. And uh, your father's secretary, she says, right this way, doctor. And he says, oh, that's, you, you don't need to, uh, you don't have to, all the formality, it's it's fine. It's really fine. Thanks. And he walks in, the door closes. And uh, the moment the door closes, Barry turns to you and says, that was pretty funny. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I thought so. It's just, it's tough. I understand. Pop is, uh, has a stick up his butt. He's also, I think, uh, running a little tense today. There's... Well, there's a lot going on in this meeting. I don't know what the meeting is, but he seems to place, uh, well, enough value on it that he would cancel being seen at the expo. You know how much he likes to be seen. Yeah, I, I know that. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, it's a business to be ran. I can only think that we could be much bigger than we are if uh, he would loosen up just a tad. Hard to do business with an absolute maniac, you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't have to answer that, it's okay. I'm, I, I understand the position that will put you in. Anyway, um, we should probably get going. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, you know, no time like the present. Let's get it gone. Let's just get it over with. All right. You you head to the expo spot. Um, it's sort of off of the main lobby. There's a large showroom. Um, and it is quite large because a lot of the things that Jackson and Jackson make are large. You walk in... And there's all sorts of technology and machinery there. There are people demoing uh, the latest uh, in robotic limb replacement. There are exosuits that are on display. There are full-on robot loaders being operated both by 
uh, a pilot inside and by remote control. There are drones flitting about, taking video, doing uh, light displays, projections. It's bright and already pretty crowded, and there's a lot going on. Um, on either side of you are Barry and Garrett, and they stick pretty close to you. Off in one corner, you can see uh, what looks to be a small menagerie of animals, um, one of which you recognize as the cat that you saw at the party. Um, and they're all meowing and barking and making all sorts of noise. It's busy. Um, and as you walk in, people notice you and they nod deferentially. Um, it is, uh, again, there's a lot going on um, and people are, there's a lot of different types of people here, all of them upper class. Mm. Um, but you think some of them might be outside of the spire. Some of them might be, you know, blightborns. Some of them might be, I, I think the majority of them are probably spireborns. There's all kinds of people. Um, uh, is there anything you'd like to do or look at or explore? Um, I think I'm going to start just mingling with some of these people. Um, you do so. Yeah, I, I go up to the, the the Blightborn people because I really don't care for Spireborn people that much. <laughs> you do so. Um, there's a group of them. Um, you see, there's some some people with mechanical arms, um, and. Uh, sort of various cyborg accoutrements who are looking at one of the uh, the large loaders that is currently sort of stomping around and picking up very heavy boxes. One of them is picking up a car and moving it to the other side and, you know, moving it back, showing the strength of this loader. And, uh, yeah, they're all standing there watching it sort of Pleasantly, you know. Yeah. Oh, this is very good work here. You guys are hard workers. Pardon? You guys are all hard workers. Oh, uh, well, yes. I, I, I'd like to think that we are. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> question about. I don't know if this is personal. I apologize. I don't mean to be rude. But could you? Um, the cybernetic, the uh, attachments that you guys have, do you, um, with these decisions, or did you kind of, um, were your accidents, or how, how did you guys go about, um, acquiring these, these, uh, cybernetic oh. and such? Well, uh, it varies for each of us, I think. I was actually born without an arm. Uh, my friend over here, he was, uh, he had his arm crushed in an accident. Um, 
I know our friend uh, over there, and he gestures to a young woman who sort of nods curtly back. Uh, he says, she decided that she would rather have a mechanical hand um, to bring her closer. Oh, okay. Um, what is, I try to whisper, what's her name? He says, her name is Michiko. Michiko, okay. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, do you mind um, asking, you know what, I'll just walk over to you. Don't worry about it. Continue your work. And I walk over to Michiko. I say, hello. Very, uh, very good work. Good morning to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Uh, can I, can I help you with something? Oh, yes. I was, um, just wondering. I noticed your cybernetic hand. Um, and I, I'm sorry if this is personal. You don't, you feel free if you don't want to, to, to answer any of this, but, um, I, you, you voluntarily did, um, I, I learned from the gentleman over there that you voluntarily swapped out your hand for, for that one. Uh, she sort of shoots him a dirty look, uh, <laughs> And and then turns to you and says, "Yes, I I I did. It was a a, a choice I made." Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know this kind of rude of him, but he shares that information. Uh, don't but don't beat him up too much. He's not too bright. Um, very good looking guy though. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. Did it? Did the procedure hurt? Was it quick? If you don't mind. Did it hurt? Well, no. It, it... I was unconscious for the first part of it. Okay. By the time I woke up, I had a, you know, had a, I had a cybernetic hand. So it, it's not particularly painful. She, um, she pulls back her sleeve and shows that it's actually not just the hand, it's everything below the uh, everything below the elbow mm. is uh, is robotic and she says it's a long story but it was worth it, I think are you considering it? oh <laughs> Uh, you, uh, not, not, I mean, I, you know, it's something I've tossed around, uh, but being in the position that I am, um, my, my boss, or uh, also, I guess one could say my parental unit has decided that he just doesn't really care for people working with him who has that. So if in, in any case that I weren't to be here, uh, maybe, but, uh, you know, that's another world, I suppose. Who's Just your curious. parental unit? Um, well, um, the owner of Jackson Jackson it is Richard Jackson. Oh. Yeah. You're the daughter. I am. They all sort of shoot looks at each other and then look down at you. And she says, and where is he? Um, he's on a very important business trip, um, 
that he honestly did not disclose with me because <laughs> he doesn't disclose huh. every bit of information with me and of course yeah right well that is um unfortunate we were looking forward to maybe chatting with him oh well anyway I'm conducting business you can chat with me well that sounds nice Tell me, so you said that your father doesn't want to work with people who are, uh, like us. Uh, you would prefer not to. Yeah, he's a kind of a bigot in that way. Interesting. He also is one of the major suppliers of robotic arms. Yeah, it's... Think uh, thing about bigots is the logic doesn't doesn't suit them well. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. But he'll profit off of you for sure. Of course. Of course. Did you know that Jackson and Jackson is also responsible for a slew of worker deaths recently due to unsafe working conditions? Um, I had heard word, but I did not know to, um, the extent of this issue. Uh, it, um, would not surprise me, though. Are you also aware that there have been efforts for the Jackson and Jackson employees to unionize that has resulted in mass firings? and arrests, police brutality during protests, things like that? I see what we're getting at here. Um, let's see. You guys are trying to unionize, correct? Well, a lot of people are trying to unionize. Um, you feel free to speak openly with me. I, am, I can guarantee you we're in a safe space and I am not my father. As a matter of fact, I kind of hate him. So if I can do anything to give him a little, you know, jab here and there, I'm more than willing to do so. Well, that's interesting. Would you, um, would you care to speak with us further? Absolutely. As you start to walk away, uh, Garrett and Barry sort of come up and uh, Garrett puts his uh, hand on your shoulder and says, Miss Jackson, uh, there's a photo op that your father has requested that you be a part of. Oh, yes. Um, well, if you guys would excuse me, I'm going to take this real quick and I will be right back. My, my apologies, but please let us continue this conversation. They nod and retreat back into the crowd. Uh, Garrett uh, brings you over to one of the exosuits um, and says, you just have to get in it. You don't have to do anything. Just, I don't know, pick something up and set it down. This is one of the new exosuits that we have, correct, Garrett? Yeah, it's a prototype, I think. 
the year around the working conditions of the um the subordinates at all? Um you, no, ma'am, I, I can't say that I am. Interesting. Um and I have to get in it for a photo op, correct? Uh yes, yes. Uh uh GM where they're, they're like camera folks around like yeah, there's reporters, there's there's news drones flitting about. Hey, do you have any of like this this the this the head researcher or scientist around as well? Like look at this is my outfit, look at the what I've done with Jackson and Jackson, blah blah blah. Anything. Yes, yes. They're uh basically you know, as like you know, any expo, there's always the one the one person who is like the the nerd talking about it um mm-hmm. so there's there's a scientist there who's talking about the all right you know about the the exosuit i go up to the scientist and uh look at everyone else like i guess the paparazzi for nerds um <laughs> and, <laughs> and i say hello everyone so great this is uh, uh what's the name of this particular exoskeleton it's the JJ sixty five dash eleven. All right, all right. Hello. This so this is the JJ sixty five dash eleven. Um, and uh, so nice to meet the lead researcher and uh, scientist on the project. Um, the doctor's name. Um, you look at the... his name tag, and mm-hmm. it says uh, Schneider on it. Okay. All right, Doctor Schneider. Um, continue, please, Dr. Schneider. Tell us, uh, how does this operate? Oh, uh, yes, of, please. of course. Yes. Well, uh, it's, uh, it actually, it responds, uh, through a series of sensors to the individual articulations of your muscles and tendons. So it gives lifelike level of control and sensory input without any sort of input lag whatsoever. Uh, We've designed them with tactile inputs that respond with pressure on your uh, corresponding parts. So it essentially genuinely functions as an extension of you. It's the same science that we've seen in the prosthetic limbs, just on a much larger scale. Fantastic. Isn't this great, everyone? Yes, please give the Dr. Schneider a round of applause. This is great. One person this is claps. <laughs> great. Thank you, that one person. Um, well, this is a result of our famous um, tech, um, J&J, um, and we have more uh, prototypes to come and in store. I will be around. But I know you guys want a demonstration with yours truly in it. But I always say um, that the one who has worked the hardest and the one who has put their blood, sweat, and tears in the project should be the one to set an example of how well it works. So, Dr. Schneider, if you would... Please. Of, of, co- yes, yes. Of, of, of course, yes, it would be my, my pleasure. And on um, behalf of my father, this is all his doing. And we love ourselves, uh, the great Richard 
Jackson, everyone. Um, this is you, uh, yeah, (laughs) again, the same person (laughs) applauds. Um, and the doctor gets into the exosuit. And as he goes, he's talking through the process. Uh, mm-hmm. He basically climbs up into the center hatch, sort of in the in the chest, and there's uh, a couple of rings that he puts his uh, his uh, hands through, sort of into gloves that are hooked up to wires. He does the same thing with his feet, and uh, after a moment, he says, "Activate," and it comes to life, um, and he begins talking, his voice amplified through a speaker that's on it, um, and begins gesturing casually. Um, And you can see that there's an incredible degree of dexterity in it. The hands of this exosuit are responding, are behaving like normal hands, making small, minute gestures, even though there is that sort of weird, like, sound that comes with it. It's incredibly delicate and maneuverable. Um, And he goes on displaying all of the various things it can do. And he says, and its strength is unparalleled. A single worker now has the ability to lift over 500 times the weight of what they would otherwise be able to do. And he goes uh, and picks up a... Uh, there's a there's a car sitting next to... Uh, sitting next to it, and he reaches under and just hoists that bad boy up um, and holds it above. And there's... Uh, a more serious amount of applause and people start taking pictures and the drones sort of zip around and one of them snags this particular photo op of you and him in the thing. Um, and at that moment, um, there is a sort of loud sound of feedback um, from all of the speakers. And you see uh, Garrett and Barry instantly start to look around, their hands go to their hips. And um, on one side where there's a a raised stage, the four... Uh, people that you saw earlier that you'd been talking to um, have patched into the speaker network. Um, And Michiko is standing there um, and uh, she pulls off her jacket revealing uh, a more traditional uh, garb that you would recognize as grafter garb. Um, And she begins shouting out. um, And she says, 
For too long, the working class has been tyrannized and held under the thumb of those who stay above us in their ivory towers. The workers bleed, and they suffer, and they die. And for what? For your profit. For your comfort. You may not care, but we will make you care. And um, from across the, uh, across the crowd, people begin, uh, it's not all of them, but a good number of them begin sort of revealing that they're dressed in similar garb, and they begin flooding the stage, um, and they begin chanting and blah, 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 blah. Um, all of the cameras point toward this. What would you like to do? Um, I walk up to Michiko, or at least I'll address Michiko. I'll address them all I'm on stage. Um, you're absolutely right. These working conditions are reprehensible. Doctor, this uh, mech suit, what's the battery life on it? Like what, 24 hours? Is made for a worker to work all day, practically. Well, technically, with our latest uh, battery achievements, uh, they only need to be charged roughly once a week. Oh. So you would get, essentially, barely any breaks, even more, even less than you get now. You see... Barry starts tugging on your sleeve. <laughs> no, it's okay, Barry. I got it. You see... These machines are meant to speed up labor for uh, for the neglect of the person who is working inside of them. You want a union, you give me a contract right now, and I'll sign off on it. That from this day forward, you may unionize. There's a stunned silence, and all of the cameras... Uh, zip back to you and start taking your pictures. And there's a bunch of reporters who are just being like, oh, Miss Jackson, Miss Jackson, Miss Jackson. Um, and asking various questions. Garrett leans down and says, I don't think your father approved that, Tanya. Yeah, it's okay. He's not going to be around much longer anyway. Um, because, like, this will be my company. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not, Miss Jackson. He he uncomfortably stands back up. And uh, Michiko hops down off the stage and walks over to you and says, You're being serious, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. You know, you're nothing like your father. Um, I take that as the highest compliment. Well... All right, then. I, uh... We have a contract ready. It's provisional. I'm sure there are things that your company would not agree to, but she pulls out a tablet and displays it. 
it's it's like a, it's like a three hundred page union contract. It's dense as fuck. Mm, great. I don't even look. I don't even really pay. I'm like, I'm gonna sign off on this. But first, do you guys have any representation? Any law, lawyers, attorneys, anything like that? No, not really. None okay. of us can really afford it. Let's see, a good representation. Um, I probably would know this. And then I also say, hey, do you have... Um, I can send you some money for that. Uh, I am still just an underling of my father. My name does carry weight, especially if I do sign this contract. If I give you enough money for representation, I'll put a lot of pressure on my father to actually go along with this with this uh, deal that you have in place. That would be um you're sure about this. I've I've heard stories of your father. No, I'm not. I am not sure of it, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. Well, if you are. Why not try? Okay. Alright, I uh I guess I transfer money, maybe um, on some type of device that I might have. I'd give them like an absurd amount. <laughs> you, uh, you do so. Which now that I'm thinking that I might have inadvertently like started this whole terrorist thing. This grafter deadly shit. Wow, that just funny kinda... how shit works like that, huh? That kind of yeah, holy shit! I wasn't even trying to do that. That uh, fuck. Um, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I give him a shit ton of money, and then I sign it, and then I look to you the so. reporters, journalists, and then we shake hands, and I say, yeah, this is gonna be tough, but uh, I've given you at least, at least some resources to to go to bat for this um, for unionizing and making sure that the employees are treated with you know like human beings she um she smiles at you and she says thank you ah how old are you 15 yes well keep up the good work Kid, you're gonna be an amazing woman one day. Maybe if I stick around long enough. I think you should. We need we need more people like you. Yeah, well, just do your best to get representation. And uh, again, I um, I would love to help more, but this is about as much as I can can do. Um. Um, Understood. Who knows what the future may may hold? Thanks. Best of luck. No, thank thank you. Thanks. Make an observation check. All right, I'm gonna push because I don't get anything for that. Mm-hmm. All right, I got three sixes on that one. Holy shit! Nice. Yeah. Um. Okay, 
so uh as as this is going on the um the uh the doctor like gets down out of the robot suit and just sort of <laughs> like like walks a little bit away and is just staring there watching Michigo grabs the microphone and begins talking to the crowd about how this is a historic step forward and how the battle is just beginning. And you see something. Up along the balcony, there are people getting into place. They're police in SWAT gear with guns, big ones. Michiko continues to talk, and one of them uh, mounts up and takes aim at her. You have four actions that you can take. What would you like to do? Uh, how far away from her am I? You're 15 feet away from her. And they're pointing finger on the trigger, I can see. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I... It's four actions, okay, so I, I get to the stage. You do so. One. One. Um, shit. Um, uh, I then whisper in her ear, get behind me. You do so. That's two. Um, I signal to the bodyguards to look at the positioning of the cops. Okay. Three. Um, and then I speak in the mic and say, on behalf of Jackson Jackson, stand down. Um, you say that. And they don't stand down. Garrett looks at you and says, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. This isn't your call. Shots ring out. The older gentleman you first talked to is hit in the forehead and instantly killed, as is his companion. Throughout the crowd, people are just taken out. Um, bullets zip overhead, and uh, Michiko grabs you and pulls you back behind the stage. And she says... You're gonna get yourself killed. What are you doing? Oh, I'm fucking, I don't, I don't fucking know this was gonna happen. I don't know if you fucking kill people. This is why this business is such, such a fucking disaster. How, are you gonna fuck, how do you cover this up? You're killing people. I have an expose. I just don't. How do you get the fuck out of here? Uh, I'm sorry, Michiko. This was not supposed to happen. At least I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. I should have known, though, because my father is absolutely batshit. Um, uh, I, I gotta get out of here. Um, hey. Yeah. Promise me something. Okay. Keep fighting the good fight. Okay. 
Okay? You promise? I promise. Okay. Then you'd better run. She uh, bolts upright and runs to the left, and a hail of bullets goes after her. Um, you have a moment. Uh, what do you do? I, I fucking put my plan in action. I start running. You do so. You start running. Are you going back for your bag? Uh, yeah. Word. You run out. Are you trying to be stealthy, or are you trying to just bolt? Um, well, I guess that would require where where, where Barry and, and Garrett. Well, you don't know that just now. I don't know that right now. Okay, cool. I didn't know Okay. Oh, fuck. I mean, you can, you can like, poke your head up, but... I'll poke my head out and see what, what they're doing. All right. You see the two of them. Um, I'm going to have you make a... Um, Observation? A n- no, you'll be able to see them. I'm going to have you make a uh, an infiltration check, please. Okay. All right, I'm gonna push that. That's that's one six. One six, okay. Yeah. Um, you see them. Uh, they're heading your way, and uh, they're momentarily distracted by Michiko as she runs, and uh. You have, you can stealth past them um, at half speed, or you could bolt full speed. I want to bolt full speed. Um, I like to think I'm pretty quick. I'm 15. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty athletic. Yeah, you're, so. yeah, you're a pretty athletic kid. Um, you, uh, you bolt. Um, you run past a blur of screams and blood um and you bolt past uh Garrett and Barry who see you and begin to run after you um but you are indeed quicker and you got the drop on them you make your way out of the expo into the main lobby uh, where there is an increased police presence, shall we say. And one of them turns as you run and raises his gun. And he says, don't move. What do you do? I am Tanya Jackson. You put your your gun down or else you'll have to feel the wrath of... uh, Mr. Jackson, I don't think you want that. Uh, I'm going to have you roll a manipulation check with advantage, uh, not advantage, but uh, add two, please. Okay. Um, actually, that's a command check. Okay. Um, Still add two? Yeah, add two. That is two sixes. All right. Two sixes. Mm-hmm. He lowers his gun and says... Miss Jackson, we need to get you to safety. You better come with us. I was heading to my quarters as we speak. Um, 
It's no safer place than that. Okay. Roll a manipulation check. Okay. I'm gonna have to push that one. That's one six. One six. He says, all right, we'll escort you there. That's, that's fine. Uh, can I reach uh, Marshmallow from here? Yes, you can. All right, I activate Marshmallow. Marshmallow uh, appears next to you and says, Miss Jackson. Is everything all right? Uh, no, no, Mello. Uh, we're uh, walking and talking. We're kind of, uh, yeah. things are kind of going haywire right now. A lot of um, cop shooting and everything of that nature. Um, then I guess what I can do is I'm gonna use Tome Keeper and I'm going to use Morse code to tell um, maybe tap on my shoulder or something along those lines um, to to tell Mello that I need to get out of the building and I need help. I need someone to help me escape. Marshmallow processes your taps and says I see. Well, I am supposed to help you, so I suppose I will. Uh, and then I tap, um, I, I, I miss you, I'll miss you and I love you. Marshmallow just taps it back. Cool. You arrive at your quarters flanked by two guards, um, police in SWAT gear. And uh, they usher you inside, and the door closes and locks. And Marshmallow turns to you and says, So you need to go. Uh, yes, Marshmallow. Uh, my time here is, I believe, coming to an end. And uh, let's just be honest, I'm not a fit. <laughs> I, I, I gotta start anew. I just, it's just not the life that I want to live. Well, I understand. I am going to miss you. Likewise. There is a man, a guard, who is currently working in the front of the spire. He used to work for your father. When your father fired him, I assisted him in getting a job at the front desk of the Spire. He owes me that favor, and I think this is as good a time as any to pull it in. I appreciate it. Hello. Um, do you, can you um, locate a way out of maybe the vents, I imagine, would be the best? Well, perhaps. The vents will get you somewhere. But I do know that... 
They were recently inspected and cleaned. And I believe some extra security measures have been put in place. Okay, so that is not an option. Um, is there a way we can distract the, uh, the guards outside and I can just rush stealthily get there? That is a possibility. Okay. I am not overly keen on deception. It's not one of my more honed skills, but I will do my best to assist you. Is there a way that I can pro uh, reprogram Mellow to uh, if I can add that ability? <laughs> um, yeah, there is. Uh, Marshmallow has a command unit that is in the classroom. That's Marshmallow's sort of seat of power. So if you could get there, you could reprogram Marshmallow. Mm. How far is the classroom from my room? Uh a few doors down. Okay, um, Mello, uh, I don't want to mess with your programming, but in order for this to work, I believe you might need to be a little bit more deceptive. Um, and I can help you with that, um, but we need to make it seem like we absolutely need to get into the classroom for some type of emergency purposes. Um, can you help with that, potentially? Yes. I, I do know, as a matter of fact, that the classroom is bomb-proof. We could okay. say that that's a possibility. Okay, yeah, let's try that. Of course. Uh, okay, so we I guess we both go out to the, to the garden and say, um, Hey, guys, um, my room is safe, but I don't necessarily think it is bomb-proof. The classroom and Marshmallow can vouch for me here would probably be a better holding spot. Marshmallow nods and says, it's bomb-proof. Um, and the two guards, I'm gonna have you roll a manipulation um, with a plus one, I'll give you. Okay. Oof, definitely want to have to roll that again. Whew. All right. I believe I have a six here. A six? Yeah. Okay. The guard looks at you and says, okay, and allows you to lead down the hall. Okay. Um, once you get to the classroom, the door is open. The guard steps inside and gestures to the other one, uh, who takes up a position outside, and he closes the door. So the guard's inside with us? Yes, one of them is. He would not necessarily know that I'm toying with, um, he probably wouldn't, he doesn't know that I, I'm reprogramming. Not necessarily, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to continue, like, the plan is going on without a hitch. I notice he's there. I'm not going to sweat it. I'm just going to... Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm going to go and, and start to reprogram. 
Okay, you do so. Uh, you're met with a firewall, uh, and Marshmallow says, I believe I should be able to take care of that. It was put in place to prevent you from, well, changing my coding, but I believe I should be able to take care of it and assist you a little bit. That would be great. Um, make a data spider check with uh, an additional two, please. Okay, something's gonna come out of this. Um, and it does. I've got two sixes here. Nice. You succeed. You hack in through the firewall with Marshmallow's help, and you begin reprogramming. Um, it's complicated. Uh, Marshmallow is technically an awakened AI, even though they are not corporeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't think you'd be able to do this on your own, but with Marshmallow's assistance guiding you through their pathways, you're able to find the spot um, where deception lies. Um, And you crank that sucker. Um, And Marshmallow nods and says, Right. What would you like me to do, Miss Jackson? I need you to get these guards um, to distract these guards somehow. I have a possible idea. Oh, okay. Though it may hurt a little bit. Oh, oh okay. I, I'm, I'm game. Whatever gets us out. Right. I want you to know I care about you very much. I wouldn't do this if I thought there was any other way. Okay. Let's just, let's do it. Uh, Marshmallow points to a ceiling tile and a weaponized turret like pops down and turns immediately and points at you. And Marshmallow says, this will probably hurt a little bit. And it fires a single shot, uh, and it hits you in the arm. It's not a deep wound. It does feel like you got shot, though. Mm. It's quite painful. Um, you take, yeah, you take you take uh, two points of damage. Okay. Um, Three now. Cool. Yeah. And uh, marshmallow points to the door, and the door uh, opens as the the other guard turns uh, around and says, the hell's going on in there? And Marshmallow just says, this officer here is one of them. He just attempted to assassinate Miss Jackson. And the guard says, Jepson? And the guard looks and says, I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and... Uh, the other guard raises his gun and says, put down the gun, put down the gun. And he puts up uh, his gun and he says, I didn't do anything. That robot is lying. There's a, there's a turret, there's a turret. 
And Marshmallow says, There's no turret here. And there is not. Uh, and Marshmallow says, It would be advisable if you subdued him as quickly as possible. He is a threat. Oh, well, your programming paid off with five sixes. Holy shit. Um, the guard, uh, the, the other guard who was outside shoots Jepson. Um, oh, well, all right. Uh, who says, no, wait, don't. And then is shot and killed. Um, Maybe too much to um, say. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and Mar- Mar- Marshmallow says, Marshmallow says, Thank you. We need to get her to someplace safe. The med bay. I will take her. And the guard panics and says, Of course. Um... And uh, Marshmallow escorts you down the hallway toward the med bay. Oh, that makes our, our, uh, when I revisit Marshmallow, so much more interesting now. Uh Uh-huh. Holy shit. Okay. All right. Great. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you you may have created a monster. I may have created a fucking monster. (laughs) And it also begs the question, what was Marshmallow doing? Marshmallow asked a lot of questions of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and also funded a terrorist organization, so... Yay! (laughs) Tanya Jackson. Tanya Jackson did a lot before. Trying to do good. Not doing it. <laughs> Consequences. <laughs> um, Jesus fucking yeah. Christ, that's hysterical. <laughs> um, Marshmallow leads you to the med bay where uh, a doctor is sitting, and Marshmallow says, My apologies, doctor. It appears that Miss Jackson has been shot. Perhaps you could assist? And the doctor says, holy shit, are you okay? I'm in pain. Lots of fucking pain. What do you think? I've been shot. That's fair. You were, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, sorry. Dumb question. Dumb question. Uh, (laughs) He he messes, he reaches around, he finds a syringe and he sticks it in your arm um, and the pain numbs and he says, okay, um, We'll see what we can do with this. And he patches it with some gauze and um, some other things. He puts in some antibiotics, packs it tightly and wraps it. And uh, he, uh, he says, that's gonna be the best that I can do. And Marshmallow says, thank you. And then turns to you and says, I believe it might be time, Miss Jackson. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Good. 
Take care of yourself, please. All right. You too. Right. Uh, Marshmallow leads you... Uh, I'm going to have you roll an infiltration check, please. Okay. Use a darkness point. Do it to it. Nothing. Nothing. All right, you round the corner and you bump into Garrett and Barry. And they say, geez, oh, Miss Jackson, we were so worried about you. Are you all right? Oh my God, were you shot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was shot. We have to get you to somewhere safe. This is ridiculous. You can't be here. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I, I know that. Um. No. No need to worry. Marshmallow. Um. Is keeping me safe. Um. um the hologram teacher is keeping you safe. He, yes. He also protects me. He's my, pretty much my dad without my dad. You do know this, right? Yeah, um, last I checked, Marshmallow didn't have any defense protocols laid in. And Marshmallow says, I've been updated. And, uh, points to the ceiling and a turret drops down and says, I will be able to keep her safe. And Garrett and Barry look up at, at it and they say, there are fucking turrets in the ceiling? And Marshmallow says, yes, there are in fact 683 turrets throughout the Jackson and Jackson compound. Um, and they look to each other and then they shrug and they back away from the turret. Um, where are you trying to go? Uh, I'm trying to get uh, to that spot where the um, security guard, or former security guard, I guess he is what yeah, gotcha. an, an administration or where, wherever he's working now. Yeah, he. So he's the the like front desk of the spot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. You start to head uh, toward the elevator, and uh, Garrett and Barry say, "No, no, no, no! You can't! You can't go! You can't leave!" Um, and one of them starts to move towards you. What would you like to do? I'm going to try to get my try to contact my father. Okay, uh, you call your father. Uh, well, I guess, I guess what I wanted to do, but I'm sorry, to, to, to may have recon, uh, wreck on it. Um, I wanted to say that I'm trying to contact him, but in a private space, not there. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I... You... Yeah. You do, you do so, 
Um, and they say, well, then use his office. There's nobody in it. Yeah, um... There are terrorists running around. You don't think that they will know where yeah, his office might be? outside. They're not... We can't let you leave in the middle of a terrorist attack. Garrett Barry, trust me on this. Please stand down. Roll a manipulation check. That's one six. I'm going to try to push. Push. That's, uh, that's two sixes. All right. They look at each other, each other and shrug and say, all right, but we're coming with you. Uh, um, uh, Garrett presses the elevator door, uh, and it opens, um, and Barrett gets in, he's holding the door, um, there's a bunch of police inside, and, uh, they say, right, are you, are you coming or what? Yeah, I gotta get in. You do so. Uh, uh, I, I, b- before I do, I look at um, I, I look at Mello, and it's like, um, and I'm more I, I um, Morse code again and say, I need a distraction. Um, when I get down there, Mello nods and says. Uh, back in Morse code. I will see what I can do. The elevator um, rides down to the first, uh, the true entryway into the spire. If you remember correctly, there's sort of two areas. There's the there's the the spire, the greenery area, and then there is the spire, the mall area. You've entered into the greenery area. Right. Um, there are police swarming the area, um, and um, they take you into a secluded corner, and they say, all right, call your father. Um, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, call him. You do so. Um, as you do... Uh, the phone is ringing, and you begin to hear chatter on the police radios, transponders, that uh, there's more shooting going on upstairs, um, and that the doctor was also in on the plot. Um, And uh, the majority of police rush back up, leaving you and uh, Garrett and Barry alone. Um, the phone continues to ring. Um, do you want to keep trying to call, or do you want to end the call prematurely? Uh, I'll end the call prematurely. You do so. Seems like they're in the building. Seems that way. I I think you two should get up there. 
our first and most important job is keeping you safe, Miss Jackson. In your father's absence, you are our number one priority. Wouldn't his We're not work be a priority as well? Yeah, but you're his daughter. I, listen, guys, you guys have been great. I can take care of myself. Please, his work is important. We have been working hard on all of this stuff. If, if it gets destroyed, you really... First of all, do you really trust Chicago Police Department to handle this? They look at each other and they both go, no. Go up there. Uh, make a manipulation okay. check with... Uh, add, add a couple. Okay. That's a six. Um, I don't know if I want to keep pushing. I'll see what happens with this uh, single six. Okay. Um, Barrett goes, all right. I'll go check it out. Uh, no, not Barrett. Fuck. Barry goes, all right, I'll check it out. Garrett, you stay here. Garrett nods, and he goes up. Uh, do I have, Garrett stays with you. Do I have any type of... Uh, oh, Jesus, man, I should try to put this dude to sleep somehow. I don't know. I don't know how that would happen. Do you look through your stuff? Yeah, I look through my stuff. You notice there's an additional thing in your backpack that wasn't there before. Okay. It's a syringe. Ah. Uh, I imagine syringe may be sedative of some type. Okay. You don't know. I don't know. Jesus, I don't want to kill. Uh, who's, who's left? Garrett? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I, I say, I guess I'm gonna, I might need manipulation. I'm like, Garrett, holy fuck, I think somebody, I think someone's, what is that over there? I think that might be a terrorist. I'm scared. <laughs> you do, you're doing the, like, look over there? Yeah, pretty much, and um, I try to get behind him because I'm, I feign uh, right. fear and terror. Yeah, roll, roll, uh, roll a manipulation. Okay. Please. That's one six. I'm gonna push. Do it. That's just one six. You point to a spot, and Garrett looks um, and sort of positions himself back a bit. You can't fully get behind him, mm. um, but he is momentarily distracted. I am. Um... Plunge that thing in him. Yeah, make a close combat roll. I'm actually pretty good at these, so. Come on, sixes. Yeah, here. I like I got one six. Um, which just seems to be the as high as I go. <laughs> this is. Um, you got how how much one, one six? I'll I'll use some darkness, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean you might as so well. Hard. <laughs> like you roll a bunch of dice and it's like one six or nothing. I'm like, okay, great. I love it though. I'm sweating <laughs> over here. Okay, that's just one six, man. <laughs> 
Let's just go on this one six. One six. All right. He's going to roll. Oh, boy. Uh, he's going to roll armor. <laughs> you, you jab him, like, right in the back, and the needle just goes... And you realize he's wearing a Kevlar vest. Oh, great. And he turns and he says, Miss Jackson, what the hell? Um, let's roll for initiative. Oh, no. Okay, fucking Jesus. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two? Yep. I don't know what I have even for weapons because I, I don't have. You have nothing. Yep. You're a 15 year old child. Yep. Yep. yep that's what I... You've got you've got a syringe and that's it. Yep. Um, so amazingly, even though you only rolled a two, you're still going first. Okay. Because he rolled a one. So <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, kick him in the nuts. <laughs> you do so. You do so. Uh, roll, roll for co close combat, please. Okay. That is two sixes. Two sixes. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, you you get him right in the crotch. Um, and he doubles over and goes, why? And then falls to the ground. Um, you have one more action. What would you like to do? Um, if he falls to the ground, um, I, I, uh, first I'll say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you do yeah. sorry. Um, this is, this is, this, did the syringe break? If I, it just, it, it didn't penetrate. It did not break. All right. Now I like to shoot him. Uh, so he has a Kevlar vest, um, but that vest does not cover up the arms, correct? No, nor the neck. Okay. Yeah. Nor the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a fair. I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll give him a, a shot in the arm. Okay, uh, so you're going to do this at a minus um, because you're doing a close action as a fast action. So it's at a minus two, but roll for attack. Okay. I got one six. I'm going to roll for darkness. Do it. Okay. That will be three sixes all day. Holy shit. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, you jab it into his arm, and he goes, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this?" Um, and I'm gonna have him roll a force check to see if he can stay awake. Getting getting flashbacks to uh, the pulse fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. He immediately. You can tell it's kicking in really quickly. He is woozy. Uh, he's not unconscious, but he's definitely not doing so hot. Um, it's his turn. He is going to stumble to his feet, um, and he's going to attempt to subdue you. Uh, so he's going to, 
uh, roll a close combat with a minus two. That is no successes. He's going to take another attempt. Again, well, at a, a double minus, so it's literally just... Okay, that is one six. Um, I would like you to make an opposed force check against him to see whether or not he's grappled you. That is, that is actually one six. All right, uh, he got no successes. So he tries, he manages to like get around. He's not trying to hurt you. He's just trying to keep you from, you know, running away. But you, he's really, you got him good. He's drugged. Also, you kicked him in the crotch. Um, and he, uh, he grabs a hold of you and you're able to, thanks to your close combat training, which you have received, um, because... Of course, you have your rich kid mm -hmm. in the spire. You know, your dad, like your dad, your dad trained you in 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 violence. Um, you are not restrained. It's your turn again. Um, he's not yet unconscious, but he looks like he soon will be. What would you like to do? Um, he gets an opportunity attack, right? If I try to escape now, right? Uh, no. So the way the way it works in Coriolis is if you have a reaction point left, you can use it, but reaction points are pulled from your action points. Okay. So um, so he technically won't be able to do anything if you run because he used all of his actions to try and restrain you. All right, yeah, I'm going to try to run away because he, he, he's not going to be able to... I don't have anything else. I'm not. I'm not going to try to kill this. To kill him, obviously, because it wouldn't make sense in the, the canon of things anyway. Uh, or really injure him. I mean, also, yeah. Um, also, you're not a murderer. Yeah, um, yeah. That's not. That's definitely not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. You head towards the elevator. Uh, he follows after you, stumbling more and more, and then just like falls asleep in the middle of the courtyard, uh, you make it to the elevator, and you take it down. Um, and you arrive in the mall, and you see uh, it's mostly cleared out. There's still police officers and news anchors, and you can see close to the Doors. There's a sort of portly blonde man who's sitting there, and when he sees you, he sur he surreptitiously gives you a little wave and then beckons you forward. I move forward towards him. You do so. As you walk through, you see that there are camera drones everywhere. They're flitting and zipping around, and they're scanning the faces of everyone except for you. Mm. Um, and you walk through basically unnoticed and you reach him and he crouches down and he says, Hey there, you must be Tanya. I am. Well, my name is Stanley. Right. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, 
Marshmallow told me that you might need some help. Yep, I'm just trying to get out of here. Okay. Is it true that there was a terrorist attack up there? That's what all the news outlets are saying. Um, well, more so the, uh... The police fired upon innocent people. Oh. Not really a terrorist attack. No, oh, that's messed up. Yeah, but, you know... That's the man we work for. I'm sure he had a lot to do with it. Hmm. Well, I don't work for him anymore. Oh, that's true. So, do you know where you're gonna go? No, not a clue. I, uh... I know a couple people down south. They're nice. They're a mechanic. Uh, husband and wife. They'll, um... They'll take care of you. Okay. Well, Until you figure out where you want to go. Well, thank you. Uh, I might also get a new arm. I don't know. <laughs> well... Change your fingerprints. Not a bad idea. Uh, and uh, maybe a different face, too. You may, if you ever meet again, you may not even recognize me. Well, you just uh, tell me who you are, and I'll, I'll happily help you again. All right. Well, thank you. You, um, you may want to pick a different name, too. Ah, uh, yeah, I thought about it. Um, it's, uh, it's my mother's name. I never knew her, but I think I'll go by Okasani. It's a good name. I think so. Well, Okasani, you should get out of here. Uh, I think some people are going to be looking for you. Yeah, I think that, uh, that would be pretty wise. Well, um, take it easy. Thank you. Thank you very much. He hands you a piece of paper with an address on it. Uh, yes, of course. I will definitely visit them. All right. You, you take care of yourself. And uh, if you ever see Marshmallow again, tell them uh, I say hi and thanks. Absolutely. Uh... You can see in the distance uh, the elevator doors open and Barry comes out looking wide-eyed and Stanley clocks this and says, time to go. And he presses a button and all of the the swarm of uh, camera droids, <laughs> like all of the drones, zip over and create this like little cloud around him obscuring his vision. You can see him sort of, like, trying to push through them. Mm -hmm. um, and Stanley says, it's now or never, kiddo. Good luck. All right, and I book it. You do so. You step outside. It's a cold spring day. It smells like recent rain. You're greeted with a thousand smells and sights and sounds. You feel breeze on your skin. There are taxis honking and people yelling at each other and kids running and laughing and screaming. There's a whole world out there. 
and it's yours to explore now. Yeah, I breathe a sigh of relief, and I may shed a few tears. And then I say, well, this new journey begins. I need some fucking drugs. <laughs> Well, there you have it. She made it out, and looks like she's getting that drug habit after all. No surprises there. But what other adventures await Oka in the wilds beyond the spire? And how does she meet up with Kyler? Well, you'll just have to stay tuned. Because all that, in good time, will be revealed on Astronautica. Hey everybody, Matt here, your friendly neighborhood GM. I just wanted to take a moment and thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, We have a ton of fun making it, and I hope you have as much fun listening to it, because it's great. Um, If you like our show and want to support us, please check us out on Patreon, where for as little as $1, you can help us keep this going. Also, I just wanted to take a moment to thank my wonderful players, Ian Mutiner, Benjamin Timothy Jenkins and Lauren Alice Dinney. Uh, they are wonderful and they ruin all my plans and I literally could not do this without them. So I am eternally grateful. I also wanted to take a moment to thank Sherstie Jorgensen, who designed our awesome, awesome logo, and also to thank Harrison Campion, who is my musical partner in crime. Anytime you hear a sick bass lick, that's Harrison. He's pretty great. Uh, And he's far more talented than I am, so... I'm happy to have him around. Uh, I also want to take a moment just to thank my wife, Angie Feek, for uh, all of her love and support and for her continued input in the story. Uh, She's already made it so much better and I'm super grateful. And finally, uh, thank you to EJ Schumacher and Lauren Pratt, our first two ever Patreon uh, supporters. We're so grateful. Seriously, there's a lot of cool stuff. Get in on that. There's unedited shows where you can see how much we don't know what we're doing. You get all of the music from the shows. So if you just want to like listen to some sci-fi ambient stuff, there will be one shots that we run and it might not be me. Could be Ian or Ben or Lauren, any of us doing this. So there's a lot of really great content for you to check out. Go over to our Patreon, check it out. And finally, thank you all so much for listening. You guys are great. Stick around. There's a lot of fun stuff coming up.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.